This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. Bruchim Aboim B'Shem Hashem. What a great schus it is that throughout the entire world, on virtually every continent, we are all united together in the study of Perkyovos. I would like to thank Torah Anytime for its magnanimous efforts throughout the entire world, La Hagdil Torah Ladira. May they continue La Oirech Yomim Toivi Mitochachavo. I would also like to thank Chazak, an organization that's very close to my heart. May they continue their efforts reaching out across the globe, Lahagdil Toyoladira, to be Mekarev, Achenu Kobes Yisrael, Laviem Shabbat Shemaim, to bring our brothers and our sisters closer to Hashem. I would also like to thank Rabbi Eboff and his entire Mishpacha for all that they do. For Klal Yisroel. Our Shir is in the fifth parak of Perkyavos, and it will be the seventh Mishnah. Asara Nisim, there were ten miracles, Nasul Avoisenu, Bebeis that were done for our fathers, for our forefathers and foremothers in the Beis Amikdosh. What an unbelievable idea it is for us to contemplate. The Beis Amikdosh in all of its holiness, in all of its splendor, in its grandeur, that that it gave over to the world, that that we talk about so many times during the day, May Hashem build the Beis Amikdosh quickly in our days. Maybe we return to Yerushalayim, and quickly may we be reunited with all of our brothers and sisters. It is so important that we contemplate what it is in this world to be without the Beis Amikdosh. We long for it every day. We cry for it every day. We sit down at midnight on the floor and we cry out, Tikkun Rochel, Tikkun Leah, at Tikkun Chatzois. Under every chuppah, there is a glass that is broken, Zechel Lechorban, on the head of the chasson, there is a little bit of ash that is put, zecher lechorban, when we eat. So there is the minig that's discussed in the Mishnah Brura to leave over just one little bit and not have everything that a person could imagine. There are times when an individual certainly would like to have music playing during a suda. However, if it's not a suda mitzvah, we don't do it. Why not? Every day, when we say we include Al Naros Bavel, if it's not Shabbos Why? Because a Yid always has to remember, as long as we do not have the Beis Mikdash, we are not yet complete. Until all Bnei Yisrael is reunited, until Mashiach Tzidkenu will come and the Beis Amikdash will be built, we are not complete. So we remember, as the Mishnah tells us, Asura Nisim, remember the great miracles that happened in the Beis Amikdash. Now, of course, there are miracles that are happening every day. Anybody that would like to know of miracles that happened lately, please see me, come over to me. Talk with me. I can tell you the miracles that Yidin are experiencing throughout the world in Parnassah, 
in Besurus Tavos, in children, in kids coming back to the correct derech, in people being able to find something that was long lost, in parents being reunited with their children who have gone astray. I can tell you of so many miracles medically that have happened, big refuahs, big yeshuahs. These are things that are happening in our time. Hashem gives us these things so that we're able to understand the long arm of Hashem. As we say in the Chumash, Hayat Hashem Tiktsar, is the hand of Hashem ever too short to perform any great miracle, any great deed for us. Never. And these things are a chizuk. These things are a tremendous inspiration for us that we have the power, the fortitude, the strength, the stamina to continue on in Golos, in our life. So the Mishnah tells us about these great Nisim. And these Nisim happen in Shamayim as well as on earth. The Beis Amigdash it also means that we can have miracles happening in our lives. Don't forget, every house is a mikdash ma'at. It's a little base of mikdash. Don't forget, every shul, every besak nesses, every beit midrash is a mini, mini besa mikdash. Every table that we eat on, the table in your house, your dining room, your dinette, I don't care if it's a board on two big stones. And you eat on that? It's a shulchan malochim. It's a mizbeach. It's like the holy altar in the Beis Mikdosh. We are not even aware of how great that table is. When they came to the great tzaddik in Rosh Yeshiva, Harav Mordechai Gifter, Zecher Tzaddik Kodesh Vatar Livrocha, and they wanted to give him a new dining room table. The dining room table was already old and it was worn and it was so much had gone on. They wanted to finally buy the Rosh Hashiv and the Rebetzin a new dining room table. Sounds like a great idea. They told the Rosh Hashiv about it. He said, Nain, no. So many sudas were on that table. So many zmiris were sung around that table. So many divrei Torah were set at that table. So many bochrim came and sat down and we had sudas together and it was chanik and it was purim and it was lel seder. You can't take this table away. I will not permit it. Finally, they made a pshara. They made a compromise. They refurbished the table. That the Rosh Hashiva permitted. That's what happens when your table becomes a shulchan malochim, when your table becomes a mizbeach, then it has the same power of kapara. It has the power of atonement for our lives, for anything that we might have done. It has the power like the mizbeach in the Beis Mikdosh. That's what holiness a person can bring into their own home. I want you to know, there was a person that called me up, very humble person, a poor individual. And they told me something that uh, it got through to my heart. They said that they were thinking about it. They don't have 
a becher. They don't have a becher for Shabbos. A kos for yayin to make Kiddush with. What they use is a nice small glass that they got in the shop and it cost one dollar. And they told me where they bought it on King's Highway. The Yid said to me, I feel like I should have a kos. I feel like maybe it's not good enough. I don't know. I'm kind of living from uh, paycheck to paycheck and I'm just able to afford enough to have usually grape juice. Rebbe, you think I should have a becher? I said to him, I tell you the truth, it would be nice to have a becher and I myself am going to arrange to get you a becher. However, I would like to have your glass. The glass that you make Kiddush with, I would like to have that. I offered to a balabos, to someone that has money, the schus, to buy him a becher, to buy him a kois. He told me that he would like to buy the best silver kos in the entire store. I told him the person would just be happy with, you know, an inexpensive kos. He said, no. A yid that is mechabed the Shabbos like that, that has such kavod for Shabbos, I want that he should have the nicest cup available. I went out, I bought him the kos. I gave it to him. Do we have an idea what an onig Shabbos is? Whoever takes great pleasure in the Shabbos and makes sure that the table is what it should be and that a person sings miras and they say divrei Torah and they enjoy the Shabbos and they ask the children when there are children the questions on the Parsha and they make it interesting and give out the candies. Do you know what it says? The person gets a nachlo, an inheritance. Believe mitzorim, without bounds. You want to get money? You want to win the lottery? You want to get nice things in this world? I'm telling you right now, I'm going to give you the secret. Ma'anegas Shabbos. Take pride in Shabbos. When you go to the store, and it's Wednesday or Thursday or Friday or whenever it is, and you see something nice, I'm going to buy it Lekovit Shabbos. I'm going to get this, that it should be something special for the Shabbos. I'm going to wear, I bought a new shirt, I'm going to wear the new shirt first on Shabbos. Banayat for Shabbos. Even you're going to get it for the weekdays. Everything centers around Shabbos. Everything in the world. If you do that, which all Yidin do, believe me, I've seen homes from all over the world. The Heilige Shabbos comes in. The house looks like a palace. No matter where I've been, no matter how poor the house, no matter how rich the house, it's a palace on Shabbos. So what happens is the person that properly has their table situated, it is like the Beis Amikdosh. What happened in the Beis Amikdosh? 
So the first thing that we're going to learn is Lohipilo Isha Meireach Besara Kodesh. Of course, there was an aroma that came from the holy meat, the Besara Kodesh, all of those korbonos, all the things that happened within the Beis Hamikdash. Now, of course, there was a danger. Why? Because uh, perhaps it was making her a little bit uh, sometimes hungry. It could be that it was on Yom Kippur. Even on Yom Kippur, a person would be allowed to eat if Chas Shalom would be a Sakona. But on the other hand, it could be that it distressed her that the aroma was not pleasant for her. There was a miracle that nothing that was negative ever happened. It says in the Pasuk that the Torah's ways are ways that are pleasant, that nothing will happen negative from the Besara Kodesh, from the Mizbeach, from all of those Kodshim, nothing because only good will come out. A person does not have to worry. When you learn, only good will come out. Even if you had to put forth a lot of effort. When you gave stalker and a person says, well, I gave away the money, I could have had more. No, 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 no. Hashem says, I promise you, you can test me in it. You gave stalker it's coming right back to you. It's like the loop. It comes right back to you. Anything that a person does, you did a chesed, you helped out another yid, don't you ever worry. The money, the chesed, the time that you gave over to the other person will always come back. I want you to know, very rarely do I ever remember a chesed that something great did not happen out, even coming back, the boomerang comes straight back to you. The chesed, that a person does is Adain Lashire. It's interesting. The Torah Doisha says, How does a person spare themselves from Chevle Mashiach? Chevle Mashiach? Do we realize the birth pangs of, Yish- of Mashiach? Do we know what happens during that time that even in the Gemara there were those that say, Let Mashiach come, but let me not be here. I don't want to be here because that time is going to be very upsetting. The Heilige Munkacher said, I see a darkness coming in the world, the Holocaust. I don't want to be here for that. That, we would say, the Hevle Mashiach has within it its own challenges. So how do we escape from those challenges? How do we escape from that darkness? How do we make it through safely the stormy seas of Golos. Very interesting. It says that the person that is Ma'anig the Shabbos, the person that is careful, and they are always happy on Shabbos, and they get nice things, and they enjoy on Shabbos, they'll never have to worry about it. They will be saved from the Chevle Mashiach. We continue. So the... Isha is guaranteed. She is guaranteed that everything will be good, that everything will be fine for her, and that only the greatest brachos will come for her. We also go on in the Mishnah, and the Mishnah says, And the B'sara Kodesh, 
the sacrificial meat never, ever spoiled it shows that there was always a certain Kedusha to it. Something that has Kedusha does not have any decay. They say that when there were certain Sadikim, Noshim Sidkonios, and they had to exhume the body to make a Pinoya Mace to get them out from places that were very dangerous for them to remain, that the grave might have been desecrated. So when they had to exhume the body, they found that it was perfect, that there was not a hair on the head that was out of place. Because as the tzaddik and tzaddikas led a life morally and ethically perfect, led a life of Kedusha, led a life of great holiness, so too the outside was a symbol of the inside. Just like the neshama was complete, so too was the goof complete. It also means that an individual did not have to worry about Gehenim. They didn't have to worry about any punishment afterwards because they knew that everything was going to be perfect. They knew that they were clean, that they were tahar, that they were not worried. In the future, they were going to go straight to Ganeiden. And it's interesting. It is an interesting thing because Moshe Rabbeinu, David HaMelech, said to Hashem, David HaMelech said, How do I know? How do I know that I'm going to go to Ganeiden? How do I know I'm going to go straight? How do I know that I will make it into Shemayim? Hashem said, I'm going to tell you how you know because you had Yisurim. Because a person is Kona, they acquire through Yisurim. Since you had pains and afflictions in this world, you are going straight to Gan Eden. Sometimes, lo aleinu Yisrael, a person has certain pains, certain afflictions. Chalila, physical. A person had certain physical things that bothered them. They had a condition. Rahman al It's horrible. They lived the whole life and they never let it get them down. I heard one time the great violinist, and you know, he went all of his life, he had polio. His polio. So one time it happened to be that it was right before he was to play one of the strings of his violin snapped. There was no substitute string. He had to go in in order to play the concert without that string. The brilliance, the brilliance, he was able to compensate for the missing string and played with one missing string. The concert was a astounding success. The people, the audience, they kept asking, Encore! Encore! Nochanigin! Another song! And he did it. One of the stagehands asked him after he was done, tell me, how were you possible to play the violin with less strings than you need. 
He says, I tell you the truth. My whole life, I've been playing with one less string. The person that goes through Yasurim or had a situation in life that they felt that they were given a raw deal or felt that somebody had insulted them or felt that they never got their due from certain people or felt in some way that they were embarrassed and they had to grin and bear it or felt that maybe a family member gave them a run for their money or perhaps it was difficult for them the job or parnosa they had Yisurim. They should never be upset. They should never be nervous. They should never even for one minute think that they will not have a great reward. We say to Hashem, make us happy as the days we are afflicted. Anybody who ever went through any Yisurim in this world, we have a guarantee that it will only be good for them, that they will only have joy and happiness and delight. A person only has to wait for that time, filled with emuna, filled with bitachon. A person that shows that great emuna, that great bitachon, even when they're going through the afflictions, lo aleinu, the pain, lo aleinu, the difficulty, the travail, the challenges, the person that remains Bemuna Shalema, they will be Zoche, they will be the ones that will be privileged forever and ever to experience Simcha. There was a Misa that happened to the great Chazon Ish. There was a boy that couldn't learn. He couldn't learn in the cheder. And they said he wouldn't want to learn. He went and he played with different things and practical jokes and did all kinds of things. The chazanish said, I'd like to see him. So they brought the boy. And he said to the boy, tell me, why is it that you don't want to learn? He says, I tell you why, chazanish because I can't learn. You can't learn. Who told you you can't learn? The boy said, Ha'abashali, my father told me that I can't learn. The Chazanish said, I'm afraid your father doesn't know you well enough. The boy said, my Malamid also said that I can't learn. It seems to me that also the Malamed doesn't know you well enough. The little boy said, yes, but my principal also said that I cannot learn. Even the Manal, the Chazonish said, even the Manal, I want you to know, don't believe them. Don't believe anybody that tells you you cannot learn. Don't believe them. All the children, all the children, without exception, they can learn. I want you to know, 
he proved them wrong. The Chazanish proved them wrong. He asked the child a question, simple question. The child answered beautifully. The Chazanish says, I see that you can learn. The Chazanish said, I want you to prove everybody wrong. I want you to learn. The boy agreed with the Chazanish. He promised that he would try. The boy became a a big Talmud Chacham. Everybody can learn. I had the occasion to visit Hask. What an unbelievable organization. Kodesh Vatar. Every single child, in every adult, in every teacher, in every administrator, in every therapist, in everybody, in that entire organization, should have Brocha Merubah. So when I came in, they wanted to show me a class. And there were boys that were there, and they were trying, they were learning. And there was uh, two girls on the end of the table. And they asked me to ask them questions about what they were learning. And I did. I asked them questions. I asked one question, and nobody put up their hand. All of a sudden, the boys pointed to that girl at the end of the table, and they said her name. She knows. She knows. The girl got all embarrassed and shy. She put her hands over her head and ran over. I remember there were lockers. She ran over like in face the locker. They all said, please, please come back. Please say the answer. Say the answer. They coaxed her back. The teacher came over to her, brought her back. She gave the right answer. When she said the right answer, the whole class began clapping and shouting her name. I tell you the truth, Rabbi Sai. I don't know if that happens in every yeshiva, in every Beis Yaakov that when one child gets the right answer, one boy or girl, everybody claps, are happy, and shouts the name. But it does happen in Hask. Be'ez HaShem Yisbarach, may we all be benched, v'chol bonayich limudei HaShem. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.